and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Well, look who it is. It's David Cox. And I'm Josh Matheson. <laughs> is this like some kind of what? 80s, 90s TV show version of... I was reminded of like Nickelodeon kind of sister-sister catchphrase kind of... I like that. Yeah. It'd be like studio like applause or laughter as yeah, someone walks like, into hey! the school canteen. <laughs> Did you just put sister, sister and catchphrase in the same category? <laughs> I meant sister, sister, catchphrase. You know, the catchphrase was go home, Roger. And then like... Oh, I thought you were talking about Mr. Chips. You're right. Yeah, no. It's, it's good, the... but it's not right. <laughs> Should we have Roy Walker as a character? Roy... <laughs> in the <night? laughs> As long as you can do it. Do you know, I don't think we've had any Northern Irish characters as yet. I mean, that's true. Today we are looking at chapter 36. It's the final chapter of Pinocchio, boys. We made it. It's the final countdown. That sounds a bit like Pinocchio singing that song, doesn't it? That's his karaoke song of choice. So last week, Pinocchio and Geppetto finally reunited. Finally. And basically Geppetto just went, oh, I'm stuck in a shark. Okay, this is my life now. (laughs) <laughs> and kind of just sat He was there. very defeatist, though. He was, very defeatist. He was like, no, you won't be able to do it. But he was lucky, though, wasn't he? But if that ship hadn't turned up, what would he, what would he do? Just literally just sit there and it's been like, oh, okay. I want to see the version when he discovers Geppetto, but it's just like his corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I was too late. Father, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like a really like guilt-trippy <laughs> note saying like he gave his life for the the puppet. And it was the, it was the one last yeah. nail in the coffin of like Pinocchio's self-guilt. It's going to be another grave like the Blue Fairies, where it's like, it's all your <laughs> fault, Pinocchio. The only problem with that, though, is I I wouldn't be prepared for the amount of like self hatred monologue that Pinocchio would have done after that. No, I should do it that, been and I'm just this, yeah. and I'm just that, and we'd we'd have left. Yeah, the history lesson last week was bad enough. Where he was telling the whole story again. Thankfully, it was an abridged version, but still, we were like, dude, come on, we know we know this. Just get to the escape. Let's make it exciting. So Pinocchio actually showed some backbone and a bit of like gusto. And went, no, come on, Chipetto, we're getting out. We're going to go home. And they managed to escape the shark while he was sleeping vertically with his mouth open. Yeah. In the sea, yeah. <laughs> as That's sharks do, apparently. And Pinocchio is currently swimming away with Geppetto around his neck. He's riding him like a porpoise because Geppetto can't swim. Yeah, that, that, what is, a that is exactly where we Because yeah. this is quite a long chapter, I think let's just dive straight in. Let's just get to it. Let's tie this off with a bow. Chapter 36. My dear father, we are saved, cried the marionette. All we have to do now is get to the shore, and that is easy. Without another word, he swam swiftly away in an effort to reach land as soon as possible. All at once, he noticed that Geppetto was shivering and shaking as if with a high fever. Was he shivering from fear or from cold? Who knows? Perhaps a little of both. But Pinocchio, thinking his father was frightened, tried to comfort him by saying, Courage, father. In a few moments we shall be safe on land. But where is that blessed shore? asked the little old man, more and more worried as he tried to pierce the faraway shadows. 
Here I am, searching on all sides, and I see nothing but sea and sky. I see the shore, said the marionette. Remember, father, that I am like a cat. I see better at night than by day. That's never been mentioned before. That's the first time that's been mentioned. That should have been a thing. How like, convenient. E- night vision. Added, added an extra night superpower. Vision, wooden lying man. Well, you'd think that with night vision like that, he'd have been able to tell that the assassins were the fox and the cat. Yeah, I can Very just imagine true. it's like like you see on sort of like recreations of the Iraq war and you see all this stuff through like the um, the night vision goggles and oh, stuff. Everyone's in green. And yeah. you just see a cat in a cloak. <laughs> but you With can see one the cat, like just holding up, and the fox just like covering its mouth <laughs> in like, a bin bright liner. white sort of um, shimmer it has. Mm. Yeah, having been on a cruise ship and been in the middle of the ocean at night, you can't see anything. No, I quite it's like it. It's just black. It's this. It's that really horrible feeling of insignificance. I don't know if you've ever yeah. like jumped into deep water or something, and you just look down and the side, and you just see blue and just see nothing, and it just makes you feel so tiny. That is how it feels being in the open ocean at night time. Yeah, that's quite. Funny. Are you saying that's how it's going to finish? They're gonna they're gonna like bump into a royal royal Caribbean, <laughs> <laughs> and they finish on a cruise, and the blue fairies there like already on the margaritas. Like, <laughs> hey, where are you? Absolutely <laughs> hammered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, this is this is Pinocchio we're talking about. He's never had such good luck. It's going to be P and O, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I normally sing on P and O, so I can't comment because I feel like I'll be out of the job. <laughs> Poor Pinocchio pretended to be peaceful and contented, but he was far from that. He was beginning to feel discouraged. His strength was leaving him, and his breathing was becoming more and more laboured. He felt he could not go on much longer, and the shore was still far away. He swam a few more strokes. Then he turned to Geppetto and cried out weakly, Help me, father! Help, for I am dying! father and son were really about to drown when they heard a voice like a guitar out of tune call from the sea (gasps) oh is it the tunny surely it's got i've got to be my drunk irish singer it must be the tunny yeah because he was described as an out of tune guitar i do love the idea of a drunken fish just swimming up next to them (laughs) just stumbling around just covered in sick. Like. Yeah. <laughs> kebab in the hand. Yeah. Got a kebab. <laughs> Where did you get that? <laughs> I don't know. There's <laughs> always that person on a night out that like, they you, you just find them and they've like acquired stuff. And you're like, yes. where have you been? Yes. <laughs> oh, what is the trouble? It is I and my poor father. I know the voice. You are Pinocchio. Exactly. And you? I am the today, your companion in the shark's stomach. (laughs) It took a whole book, but we finally like worked out who the characters are before they're reintroduced now <laughs> yeah the, the amount of mistakes yeah. we made during this book where it's the same recurring character we didn't I realize know. disaster finally nailed it chapter 36 <laughs> and how did you escape i imitated your example you are the one who showed me the way and after you went i followed 
Tony, you arrived at the right moment. I implore you, for the love you bear your children, the little Tunnies, to help us, or we are lost. With great pleasure indeed. Hang on to my tail, both of you, and let me lead you. In a twinkling, you'll be safe on land. <laughs> Can I just say, of all the places to hold a fish to ride him, the tail, you're just going to be going like this. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I need that to steer you, prick. Yeah, like, <laughs> like hold the fin on the top. Like, don't hold the motor. That is the standard way of holding onto a fish. For any of you who've tried it, hold onto the top fin for dear life. No, no one at SeaWorld when they're riding the killer whales or riding a dolphin, if it holds onto the tail. At worst, I think you should just kind of bear hug the bottom, the belly. <laughs> that that might be another way, but certainly don't hold onto the tail. Just the legs wrapped around. and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We thought Geppetto looked pathetic before, but now he's yeah. fighting a fish. <laughs> we, I presume it's a big fish then. Well, it's a tuna. Yeah. Tunas are massive. They are. That's true. They're like two meters long. Aren't Wasn't they? there one that sold for like a million dollars or something this year? Really? Yeah. Wow. Some guy bought one. It was very heavy. Bought by a like, wealthy cat. Yeah. <laughs> it was some like <laughs> Asian guy. I think he was Japanese. And they, but yeah. And they, after we bought it, he went, yeah, I probably overspent on that. And I'm like, you just have too much money. <laughs> when you can just spend a million pounds on a fish, like you. Geppetto and Pinocchio, as you can easily imagine, did not refuse the invitation. Indeed, instead of hanging onto the tail, they thought it better to climb onto the tunny's back. There you go. Ah, a little bit of logic. Okay. Are we too heavy? asked Pinocchio. Heavy? Not in the least. You are as light as seashells, answered the Tunny, who was as large as a two-year-old horse. As soon as they reached the shore, Pinocchio was the first to jump to the ground to help his old father. Then he turned to the fish and said to him, Dear friend, you have saved my father, and I have not enough words with which to thank you. Allow me to embrace you as a sign of my eternal gratitude. The Tunny stuck his nose out of the water, and Pinocchio knelt on the sand and kissed him most affectionately on his cheek. At this warm greeting, the poor Tunny, who was not used to such tenderness, wept like a child. He felt so embarrassed and ashamed that he turned quickly, plunged into the sea, and disappeared. In the meantime, day had dawned. Pinocchio offered his arm to Geppetto, who was so weak he could hardly stand, and said to him, Lean on my arm, dear father, and let us go. We will walk very, very slowly, and if we feel tired, we can rest by the wayside. And where are we going? asked Geppetto. To look for a house or a hut where they will be kind enough to give us a bite of bread and a bit of straw to sleep on. They had not taken a hundred steps when they saw two rough-looking individuals sitting on a stone begging for alms. That's alms with an L, you know, like <laughs> no, a place to stay. Not like <laughs> Please give us alms! AK-47s. <laughs> <laughs> Arlems. Yeah. 
it was the fox. And yeah, the, oh, the bat. Amazing. Uh, it's the curtain call. Is this an arc? <laughs> Is this an attempt at a narrative <sighs> arc? Good grief. <laughs> but one could hardly recognise them. They looked so miserable. The cat, after pretending to be blind for so many years, had really lost the sight of both eyes. Oops. And the fox, old, thin and almost hairless, had even lost his tail. That sly thief had fallen into deepest poverty, and one day he had been forced to sell his beautiful tail for a bite to eat. <laughs> Is it just unclip or something? Like what? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Is this like black market, you know, when someone sells their kidney or... But it was just for a meal, so like... Just for one bite of a meal. But apparently. they ran off with the gold coins, so it's what... In the last two years, have they just absolutely just oh, they get, they, squandered yeah. it? Living large. just Prostitutes. Abs- oh. Yeah, probably. Filth. I feel like the fox has also got a little bit of rouge on each cheek and uh, <laughs> like tear stained and then just sort of sits one night and just sings, I dreamed a dream. I think so, this beautiful, beautiful tale. <clears throat> oh, Pinocchio, he cried in a tearful voice. Give us some arms. We beg of you. We are old, tired, and sick. Sick, <laughs> repeated the cat. <laughs> Adio, false friends, answered the marionette. Flipping you cheated me once, but you will never catch me again. Believe us, today we are truly poor and starving. Starving, repeated the cat. If you are poor, you deserve it. Remember the old proverb which says, Stolen money never bears fruit. Adio, false friends. What's with this adio? Adio, the reason why it says adio is because although the best translation into English is farewell, Mm -hmm. it has a dated, slightly formal, unusually filled with drama, sadness or irony meaning to it. So it's got a definitive air and it's actually like a parting of ways. So you normally hear it at funerals or when a relationship ends. So it's a lot more solemn. It's a it's a more it's a more solemn way of saying farewell, like a more final, like I will never see you again, rather than just a oh yeah, see you next week, or yeah, oh yeah, bye, catch you later. It's not that that it's it's a lot more solemn. It's not a casual one. No. It it's basically means goodbye forever. Have mercy on us. On us. Adio, false friends. Remember the old proverb which says, Bad wheat always makes poor bread. Do not abandon us. Abandon us, repeated the cat. Adio, false friends. Remember the old proverb? Whoever steals his neighbor's shirt usually dies without his own. Waving goodbye to them, Pinocchio and Geppetto calmly went on their way. After a few more steps, they saw at the end of a long road near a clump of trees a tiny cottage built of straw. Someone must live in that little hut, said Pinocchio. Let us see for ourselves. They went and knocked on the door. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll leave this one as a little cheeky surprise because I know who it is. But I, I. So I'll just you know use the one the voice we already know for it. Okay. Right? 
Well, I say the voice, the voice, whatever. You'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Yay! It's, Did you get it? Did you it, get it? It's like, what? Barry White, Cardi B. That's right. Barry That's what B. what I was going for. Yeah. Cardi White. I don't know which way to do <laughs> <laughs> Barry B sounds good. It's Barry B. <laughs> Said a little voice from within. A poor father and a poorer son without food and with no roof to cover them. Answered the marionette. Turn the key and the door will open. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible security. Where's the key on the outside? (laughs) Pinocchio turned the key and the door opened. As soon as they went in, they looked here and there and everywhere, but saw no one. Oh, ho! Where is the owner of the hut? cried Pinocchio, very much surprised. Here I am, up here. Father and son looked up to the ceiling, and there on a beam sat the talking cricket. Oh, my dear cricket, said Pinocchio, bowing politely. Oh, now you call me your dear cricket. But do you remember when you threw your hammer at me to kill me? You are right, dear cricket. Throw a hammer at me now. I deserve it, but spare my poor old father. I am going to spare both the father and the son. I have only wanted to remind you of the trick you long ago played on me. Trick or murder? (laughs) Yes, well, there is that. It was murder, wasn't it? It wasn't a trick. (laughs) It was one of my favourite moments. It was particularly special. To teach you that in this world of ours, we must be kind and courteous to others. If we want to find kindness and courtesy in our own days of trouble. You are right, little cricket. You are more than right. And I shall remember the lesson you have taught me. But will you tell how you succeeded in buying this pretty little cottage? This cottage was given to me yesterday by a little goat with blue hair. (laughs) And where did the goat go? Asked Pinocchio. I don't know. And when will she come back? She will never come back. Yesterday she went away, bleating sadly, and it seemed to me she said... Poor Pinocchio. I shall never see him again. The shark must have eaten him by this time. It's so weird how everyone's so obsessed with Pinocchio. Like he's such a, a horrible person. And yet they all seem to their all their lives seem to revolve around him. I know the book revolves around him because it's called Pinocchio, but You'd think the blue fairy would be like, oh, do you know what? He was a bit of an idiot anyway. I imagine like else. the townspeople feel about him how the other students at Hogwarts felt about Harry Potter. Yeah. At the end of every year. <laughs> like, because every it's year so it's true. like, oh, I think we've won the House Cup. Yeah. Was, yeah, 50 points we for Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, but last night <sighs> something happened. It was like, yeah, but I've done exceptionally well. Yeah. Like, I had a, I had a really like bad sort of year and I've like come through it and I've done really yeah. well in my studies. And I was like, like yeah, this is just BS. This guy gets away with anything. 
Were those her real words? Then it was she, it was my dear little fairy, cried out Pinocchio, sobbing bitterly. After he had cried a long time, he wiped his eyes, and then he made a bed out of straw for old Geppetto. He laid him on it and said to the talking cricket, Tell me, little cricket, where shall I find a glass of milk for my poor father? Three fields away from here lives Farmer John. He has some cows. Go there and he will give you what you want. I've been really enjoying how no one's highlighting the proportions between Geppetto and Pinocchio right now. Where he's like, Pinocchio laid Geppetto down. He's like, Pinocchio's two feet tall. Yeah, but he's got super strength. He yeah, can but see in the dark. Like, could you imagine just the film picture of a little like toddler picking up an old man and putting him in a bed? Like, it's true, and I imagine Geppetto's BMI to be on the red scale. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he eats bugger all. I just imagine yeah. he have a belly. Pinocchio ran all the way to Farmer John's house. The farmer said to him, then the farmer said something to him. Just, just do general, general farmer. Wait, wait who was who was the farmer who who caught him with the weasels? He was West Country. Well, he? do it like that. Do, just do make it. Just pretend it's the same farmer. All farmers have a West Country ad, ad, yes, accent, and that's true. Terrible whitewashing there. <laughs> All farmers sound like this. How much milk do you want? I want a full glass. A full glass costs a penny. First, give me the penny. I have no penny, answered Pinocchio, sad and ashamed. Very bad, my marionette, answered the farmer. Very bad. If you have no penny, I have no milk. Too bad, said Pinocchio and started to go. Wait a moment, said Farmer John. Perhaps we can come to terms. Do you know how to draw water from a well? I can try. Then go to that well you see yonder and draw 100 bucketfuls of water. Bloody hell. For one penny's worth of milk. This is not a fair trade. For hundreds of a penny. Like for see, each draw. he thought he had it bad in the place in bu- the busy bee place where he was offered mm, like yeah. a fair day's work for a fair day's pay. Yeah. And that was a joke. Very well. After you have finished, I shall give you a glass of warm, sweet milk. Warm. I don't want that. I don't want that. Curdling. Just imagine he just gives him like, you know, when you overdo it in the hot chocolate and it just like congeals and it's like little like skin. It looks like a condom. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't an image I needed, actually. I'm guessing it's just warm because it's come straight out of the cow. Not, he's not yeah, yeah, to be sure. fair, we're, 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 we're shamelessly modernised. Like. Yeah. It's, uh, it's certainly unpasteurised. Mm. Yes. I am satisfied. Farmer John took the marionette to the well and showed him how to draw the water. Pinocchio set to work as well as he knew how, but before long he had pulled up 100 buckets. He was tired and dripping with perspiration. He had never worked so hard in his life. Until today, said the farmer, my donkey has drawn the water for me. But now that poor animal is dying. Is it Lampwick? <gasps> oh. Will you take me to see him? said Pinocchio. Gladly. As soon as Pinocchio went into the stable, 
he spied a little donkey lying on a bed of straw in the corner of the stable. Eat him. <laughs> that's how that's how that's how you got, that's how the fish did it. Oh, I see. That's how you set him free. Eat him. <laughs> and all through the day and all through the night, Pinocchio ate the donkey alive oh. until he found the remains of a young boy oh. in the heart of the beast. <laughs> the, uh, it only worked with Pinocchio though because he was made of wood because he had wood instead of bones. So I'd I'd love if he actually ate Lampwick and then it it and there was like, oh, another no, person Lampwick. inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He like ravages his way through all the donkeys of this island. (laughs) (laughs) He was worn out from hunger and too much work. After looking at him a long time, he said to himself, I know that donkey. I have seen him before. And bending low over him, he asked, Who are you? At this question, the donkey opened a weary, dying eye and answered in the same tongue, I am Lampwick. <clears throat> then he closed his eyes and died. Oh! <laughs> ah. Timing! There was a, we could have done with a little bit more, you know, fun farewells and well, yeah, cl- I mean, clutching his body or something. You know? I know they're like, you know... Crossing every T, dotting every I, but you'd, you'd hope that this is meant to be like the happy ever after. You're meant to be leaving the yeah. audience this like good feelings of like, oh, that was a nice, satisfying book. Not just <clears throat> killing everybody off. Blimey. Oh, my poor Lampwick, said Pinocchio in a faint voice as he wiped his eyes with some straw he had picked up from the ground. Do you feel sorry for a little donkey that has cost you nothing? said the farmer. What should I do, I, who have paid my good money for him? But, you see, he was my friend. Your friend? A classmate of mine. What? shouted Farmer John, bursting out laughing. What? You had donkeys in your school? How you must have studied. The marionette, ashamed and hurt by those words, did not answer but taking his glass of milk, returned to his father. From that day on, for more than five months, Pinocchio got up every morning just as dawn was breaking and went to the farm to draw water, and every day he was given a glass of warm milk for his poor old father, who grew stronger and better day by day. But he was not satisfied with this. He learnt to make baskets of reeds, and sold them. With the money he received, he and his father were able to keep from starving. Among other things, he built a rolling chair, strong and comfortable, to take his old father out for an airing on bright sunny days. (laughs) In the evening, the marionette studied by lamplight. With some of the money he had earned, he bought himself a second-hand volume that had a few pages missing and with that he learnt to read in a very short time. As far as writing was concerned, he used a long stick, at one end of which he had whittled a long fine point. Ink he had none, so he used the juice of blackberries and cherries. Little by little his diligence was rewarded. He succeeded not only in his studies, but also in his work, and a day came 
when he put enough money together to keep his old father comfortable and happy. Besides this, he was able to save a great amount of fifty pennies. With it, he wanted to buy himself a new suit. One day he said to his father, I am going to the marketplace to buy myself a coat, a cap and a pair of shoes. When I come back I'll be so dressed up you will think I am a rich man. He ran out of the house and up the road to the village, laughing and singing. Suddenly he heard his name called, and looking around to see whence the voice came, he noticed a large snail crawling out of some bushes. (laughs) (laughs) They're shoehorned in, aren't they? Every single character. Wow. Oh, my word. Okay. Did the snail set off, like, straight after... That scene just to get them. <laughs> yeah, it's taken that that that, that <laughs> two like, years. Or whatever. Like two years. <laughs> Don't you recognize me? Yes, I do. <laughs> Said the snail. Yes and no. Do you remember the snail with that little bit of furry with a little hair? Do you not? Remember how she opened the door for me one night and grabbed something to eat? I remember everything, cried Pinocchio. Answer me quickly, pretty snail. Where have you left my fairy? What is she doing? Has she forgiven me? Does she remember me? Does she still love me? Is she very far away from here? May I see her? At all these questions, tumbling out one after the other, the snail answered, calm as ever. My dear Pinocchio, the fairy is lying ill in hospital. In a hospital? Yes, indeed. She has been struck with trouble and illness, and she hasn't a penny left with which to buy a bite of bread. Oh, really? Oh, how sorry I am, my poor dear little fairy. If I had a million, I should run to her with it. But I only have fifty pennies. Here they are. I was just going to buy some clothes. Here, take them, little snail, and give them to my good fairy. What about the new clothes? What does that matter? I should like to sell these rags I have on to help her more. Go and hurry. Come back here within a couple of days, and I hope to have more money for you. Until today, I have worked for my father. Now I shall have to work for my mother also. Goodbye, and I hope to see you soon. What's happened to Pinocchio? What's happened to him? He's like spent 35 chapters like just doing the wrong thing all the time. And suddenly within, what, seven pages, he's become generous. He's become self-sacrificing. He's become hardworking. He's become studious. It's it's like it happened very suddenly. Do you notice I have, no- I have nothing to say when Pinocchio is being boring? no but i guess like seeing his his father his creator so so close to death maybe that maybe that was it Mm. that's the only thing that's really different to all of his other experiences is that something's happened to 
to that one fella he's been looking for. The first for time he's actually had like leaving. weight on his shoulders. Up till now, Geppetto's always looked after him. And it's that whole thing with your parents where like the roles end up changing. Mm. Don't they? When your parents get older, you kind of end up home to look after them instead. He's going to send Geppetto to a home. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's saving up for. <laughs> Bye, sucker! The snail, much against her usual habit, began to run like a lizard under the summer sun. When Pinocchio returned home, his father asked him, And where is the new suit? I I couldn't find one to fit me. I shall have a look again some other day. That night, Pinocchio, instead of going to bed at ten o'clock, waited until midnight, and instead of making eight baskets, he made sixteen. After that, he went to bed and fell asleep. As he slept, he dreamed of his fairy, beautiful, smiling and happy, who kissed him and said to him, Bravo, Pinocchio, in reward for your kind heart, I forgive you for all your old mischief. Boys who love and take care of their parents when they are old and sick deserve praise even though they may not be held up as models of obedience and good behavior. Keep on doing well, and you will be happy. At that very moment, Pinocchio awoke and opened his eyes wide. What was his surprise and his joy when, on looking himself over, he saw that he was no longer a marionette, but that he had become a real, live boy. So that just happened. No build-up. That is the weirdest wet dream. (laughs) 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 I'm a real boy. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? I was expecting a lot more like, you know, a Yoda Shrek moment. Yeah, like a big magic glitter changing in the wind. Kind of like music, no, just yeah, like end of Beauty and the Beast, kind yeah. of yeah, it's yeah. so disappointing. He looked all about him, and instead of the usual walls of straw, he found himself in a beautifully furnished little room, the prettiest he had ever seen. In a twinkling, he jumped down from his bed to look on the chair standing near. There, he found a new suit, a new hat, and a pair of shoes. As soon as he was dressed, he put his hands in his pockets and pulled out a little leather purse on which were written the following words. The fairy with azure hair returns fifty pennies to her dear Pinocchio with many thanks for his kind heart. The marionette opened the purse to find the money and behold, there were fifty gold coins Pinocchio ran to the mirror. He hardly recognised himself. The bright face of a tall boy looked at him, with wide-awake blue eyes, dark brown hair and happy, smiling lips. Surrounded by so much splendour, the marionette hardly knew what he was doing. He rubbed his eyes two or three times, wondering if he was still asleep and or he awake. And his trousers. <laughs> <laughs> He decided he must be awake. And where is father? 
he cried suddenly. He ran into the next room, and there stood Geppetto, grown years younger overnight, spick and span in his new clothes, and gay as a lark in the morning. He was once more Maestro Geppetto, the woodcarver, hard at work on a lovely picture frame, decorating it with flowers and leaves and heads of animals. Father, father, what has happened? Tell me if you can, cried Pinocchio as he ran and jumped on his father's neck. A sudden change in our house is all you're doing, my dear Pinocchio, answered Geppetto. What have I to do with it? Just this, when bad boys become good and kind. They have the powers of making their homes gay and new with happiness. I wonder where the old Pinocchio of wood has hidden himself. There he is, answered Geppetto, and he pointed to a large marionette leaning against a chair, head turned to one side, arms hanging limp, and legs twisted under him. So they've he's got co- he's transferred a consciousness to yeah. Ooh. So she didn't just turn the marionette into a real boy; she like fashioned the body and then moved him from the marionette into the new body. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's like the last scene of Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. After a long, long look, Pinocchio said to himself with great content, "How ridiculous I was as a marionette." And how happy I am now that I have become a real boy. End of book. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So there it is. It ends the book by saying a real boy. Yeah. I guess is- That's obviously why that is the famous I'm a real boy, I'm a real boy. kind of like line because <laughs> it's the end, the very last line. Yeah. I'm feeling very sorry for Lampwick. Yeah. yeah. There had to be some sadness, though. Like, Yeah, but, you know, he was sold as a donkey from the Land of Toys and then, like, worked and worked and worked his butt off and then just died. And then, like, Pinocchio, yeah, granted, also worked, but he got his redemption. Yeah. Whereas Lampwick just didn't, even though he worked. So it's just... I don't know. I just feel a bit bad for it. And again. all those other boys it's who would have been sold as donkeys and died as... You know, pack mules. It is a bit like, mm. so even though Pinocchio's poor, he's still got like a wealthy benefactor, which is a blue fairy. She's not wealthy, but she yeah. can do anything. It's this trust fund. Like Lampwick's <laughs> like, why didn't I be a blue fairy? I was also a bit of a, you know, a bit of yeah. a so-and-so. And, yeah. and then I've realised the error of my ways as a donkey. And now I'm like, okay, okay, well, I shouldn't have been greedy. Mm. And you can imagine like every time he's like singing his Wish Upon a Star song, but as a donkey. And no fairy comes. <laughs> and all he can spell is his own manure. When you wish upon a <laughs> and like all the chickens are laughing at him. <laughs> it's like you deluded. You're deluded. It always like I don't know why. I I always hate it with fairy tales where like someone gets their happy ending and then it just goes way too far. Well, so it's like. Oh, he's turned his life around and he's actually happy and he's 50 gold coins. He's not rich. <laughs> yeah, it was the 50 gold coins. It's like the, the turning into a real boy was like all he wanted. And it's like, oh, yeah, but here, have a mansion and have 50 yeah, gold you could coins. Have, like, simple. have a dad who's younger. And it's like, oh. yeah. 
And actually, he never saw the blue fairy again. So we're guessing that she disappeared like like Mary Poppins into the wind. Mm. Yeah. Her work was done, apparently, even though she didn't really do anything in terms of his actual transformation. I love that the snail was just literally like, oh, I can move fast. I was just annoying you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The snails it was all the characteristics. Oh, I can so run funny. if I need to. The author realized, oh, I've created this character is really slow, so I need him to be quick for it to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like one month later, the snail finally got back to the blue fairy and she's already dead because yeah. she started. <laughs> Everyone was dead. I feel like there was so many. I mean, it's, I mean, granted, the book's called The Adventures of Pinocchio, yeah. but there were so many little subplots and, and things that, that were just like dropped at like, like a moment's notice and then something else mm-hmm. happened. But for only like a couple of sentences that I've, I can't even remember the book that we've just spent the last eight no. years reading, was it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm now yeah. 38. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how quickly everyone seemed to age in the book. Geez, Geppetto, we left him and he was like, you know, maestro Geppetto. And then we see him two years later and he's this little old man who's decrepit. And oh, but is it like, died within the space of what, like a year? Is it the spell that happens to the, the king of Rohan? He gets like a skit and he goes really old. Oh, and he goes really young really quickly. I love that bit. Yeah. So good. Well, I mean, we're going to discuss a lot more of the themes and other things that we thought of the book in the epilogue episode where Noah will also join us and quiz us on what Let's we remember. Which is worrying, seeing as Josh is like, haven't we been reading this for eight years and I can't actually remember any I of mean, it? I'm hoping it will come flooding back. It'll be like, me, when the bear spoke to Penelope, what colour <laughs> shoes was he wearing? And I'm going to be like, What? <laughs> Chapter again? Chapter 202. Uh... <laughs> well, if you've got any thoughts or opinions on this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or you could go on to the one that has a blue fairy bird thing as its logo. It didn't really work. But Twitter is at lazybookclubpod. But really, cameras are the best way to go. And the best social media platform for that has got to be Instagram at Lazy Book Club Pod. So tomorrow you will see another podcast from us. There's three coming out this Triple week, which week. is the bum, epilogue bum, bum, episode. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. It's like machine gun fire. And in the next episode, we will also be announcing what our next book for December will be. We won't, will, will we? We're very exciting to be announcing that as well. It's Mr. Tickle from Mr. Man. <laughs> Because we're like, this was too long. (laughs) So if you'd like to find out what the next book is and who wins the quiz, then stay tuned for tomorrow's podcast. I want to find out. See you there. Bye. Bye.